Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicapping the WTA. I'm, I'm Noops, your host, and joined as always by the wonderful and talented Spread Astaire. How's it going, Spread? Oh, man, I'm doing good. It's been a rough time for us out here in Northern California. We've had smoke everywhere, uh, but it's starting to clear out, and we are praying for rain. Hopefully, we'll get some that this week, but... Um, other than the impending disaster, uh, everything's going great. Everything's okay by you, though? You're going to be safe? Oh, yeah, I'm safe down here. The bad thing, the only thing we had down here was just the smoke, and we were all wearing the air masks. But it seems to be clearing out now, and we have rain um, forecasted for next week. So hopefully uh, it'll be good. But, boy, yeah, it's been, it's been something I've never seen before. Uh, the videos and Twitter and stuff have been really scary. Some of the pictures of the fire, people trying to get out. So, you know, our, our, our thoughts and prayers and hearts go out to everybody that's out there and all those wonderful firefighters that are, that are out there trying to save people's lives. And hopefully you guys get some rain soon so can stop all this madness. Let's take a turn to something a little more fun. Um, you know, it's the end of the season, and I have a lot of you who follow us at, at NetWorthPod on Twitter saw. We had the 2018 NetWorth Awards. So we put out... Um, some polls and we want to go through each of the categories here and see who won a net worthy in 2018 um what do you think spread i'm excited to do these awards i know that we disagreed with some of the voters but um we're gonna get these awards out and i'm sure these women are going to be really excited to find out whether or not they're winners or losers of the net worthies I know that there are a lot of people sitting at home eagerly awaiting this podcast to see if they won. So let's get started. The first category we'll take a look at here is Rookie of the Year. And we had four choices for Rookie of the Year. And, and before we dive in, just a little explanation here. Um, you know, we were trying to come up with a good way to kind of do an awards for 2018. And we thought a fun way to do it would be to take the NBA awards. There's a lot of them. Um, they're, they're pretty diverse and they cover a lot of interesting categories. Um, now, Rookie of the Year is a little tough in the WTA because, you know, spread as i'm sure you're aware a lot of these women have been playing in wta or challenger or itf matches or you know have basically been in the rankings probably since they're 15 or 16 years old so what we tried to do here was grab four women that um you know, not exactly rookies, not brand new to the tour, but names that we weren't really used to seeing and popped up a lot throughout the year. So with that in mind, we had Jessica Pagula, Olga Danilovic, um, Claire Liu, and Amanda Anasimova. And not really much surprise to me here. The big winner spread two-thirds of the vote, 66%. The overwhelming majority here for Amanda Anasimova. So what do you think, Spread? Did the, did the fans get it right? I, I voted for Olga Danilovic myself, but I have no problem with Anna Smova winning this award. Um, she definitely came on the scene. She's exciting to uh, you know American fans because she looks like she's got the power and the game to do it all. Um, very tall. She can really just dial up that first serve. And um, I mean, if you're looking for the person who has the most potential going forward, um, you know, she, she definitely uh, would fit the bill, I think. The reason I chose uh, Danilovich was just, you know, getting a couple wins under her belt I thought was uh, was a big deal for her. Um, but really no argument with the fans' choice here of Anna Smova. I think she's definitely deserving of this award. 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with 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 your sentiment here and and, and the fans. I think that um, it is clearly Olga Danilovich. I know that's who you chose, but I, I saw you kind of backing off there at the end to be nice to the fans. So <laughs> that's good that, that you're going to start off and be nice and warm them up. But I, I don't know how you look at this list and you don't pick Olga. Um, you know, two tour wins here, a big win in, in Moscow. You know, as the lucky loser gets all the way to, to the final here now, it's the Moscow Clay Tournament from a little bit earlier in the year. Uh, but getting the win there, also winning a, uh, a smaller event at 125 in March. Um, and just someone who's really competitive week in and, and week out. Um, Anna Samova obviously had a very, very great year. Got all the way to the final in Hiroshima, um, which is pretty impressive. If we go back and look at that tournament, though, I think what we'll remember is she had a pretty easy pathway to the final there. Um, and then Su Wei Shea really just 6-2, 6-2 to close it out. Um, now, I think Anna, Anna, uh, Anna Samova is a really good second choice there. You know, when I look at the list, I probably have her second. But I don't know, Spread. I think I'm going with Danilovich. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I voted for Danilovich myself. But uh, if, you know, 66% of the fans voted for Anna Samova, And I can see why. I mean, when we, when we discuss potential going forward and, and who maybe, you know, flashed the most, um, I really think that Anna Samova... You know, if we were going to say, who do you think is going to win more tournaments in the next two years? You know, I might choose Anna Smova over Danilovich. So, um, that's tough. I, I voted for Danilovich, and so I'll let you decide who the award goes to. Well, I'm going to be honest. It sounds kind of like you changed your mind here. And, you know, we live in a great country. <laughs> I of, am flip-flopping here. You are very much flip-flopping. And I'm going to decide <laughs> that, that it seems, you know, your truest heart in this moment is that you kind of wish you had voted for Anna Samova. And, you know, we live in America here. And, unfortunately, Jorge is not with us. But as a result of that, we get to use democracy. And um, I think I'm sticking with Danilovich. But it sounds like you've flipped. And we'll go with the fans here and give Amanda Anna Samova the first net worthy of the year as rookie of the year for 2018. What do you think? Sounds good. Congratulations to Anna's Moga. I know that she's sitting wherever she is, clapping and cheering. You know, be careful. Try not to knock anything over, Amanda. Um, <laughs> jumping into our next category, most improved player. Pretty straightforward here. Um, four names we, we put down as, as women we thought really took a jump in this year. Victoria Azasarenka, uh, Belinda Bencic, Arena, the Amazonian warrior Sabalenka, and Mihaila Buzarnescu. Um, and this vote came out pretty clear. 83% of people picking Arena Sabalenka. This was by far the biggest winner of the popular vote so what do you think spread do the fans get this one right yeah they did and unfortunately they didn't fall for our little troll there by putting azarenka as most improved we have a former grand slam champion that didn't win a tournament on most improved uh i guess they caught on to us we were going for the uh you know all publicity is good publicity we're hoping to get maybe a little negative backlash there and get people talking about the awards but uh nobody seemed to bite on that um, but it came down to really it was it was a two-woman race and i'll be honest if Vuzernescu doesn't hurt herself in san jose and she continues to play that way i, I play that uh, you know the way she was going into the asian swing i really think she could have had a uh a good chance and I, I was really disappointed when, when she got hurt honestly I wasn't really a big fan of hers going into the year um, but she was so undervalued and I made so much money on her over the summer you know I started rooting for her uh, more and more in spite of her uh, doing the thumbs down picture in front of the Ostapenko picture a while ago I, I've forgiven her for that we've moved on um, That's a very but big yeah view. I thought the, uh, 
Yes, I think so too. Uh, and and uh, Sabalenka was obviously the clear choice here. Um, you know, she really rose into prominence. She had an outside chance to make Singapore, and we discussed it. If she had made it into Singapore, she she had a good chance to go ahead and win that thing. So, um, looking for big things for Sabalenka. I don't really think that this one will be much debated. I think the w- good discussion that we can't have is someone that uh, is one that. Uh, our buddy Dwayne D Money makes money sent to us, and that's. Do you predict that uh, Sabalenka will win a Grand Slam in 2019? Of course. How could I not pick her to win one? Um, and right. which one would you pick? I'm going to be honest. Actually, I'm sitting here trying to think about it a little bit. I'm going to throw the French Open out. I just she doesn't have the game for clay. She's or the not movement. winning the French, right? Yeah. So that's not going to happen. So that leaves the Australian, the U.S., and Wimbledon. Um, I just you know as long, if Serena Williams is healthy, I'm not, I can't pick anyone else probably to win Wimbledon. Um, I, I don't know about you, Spread. I, you can't talk me out of a healthy Serena Williams at Wimbledon. Um, you know, you have the Australian Open, you have the U.S. Open, which I think, given the times of year that they're at, have a chance maybe. So it's probably one of those two, I'm thinking. Um, I forget which of the two is, is generally faster. I think it's the Australian. So I'll take a The Australian, Sa- and then I'll take yeah, the Australian's generally faster. All right, then I'll take Arena Sabalanka to win the Australian Open. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no, too. But if I were to choose one, I would say uh, the Wimbledon would be the would be the one that she has the best chance for. I think that she could um, uh, serve her way to a title there if she needed to. And, um, boy, talk about a matchup we'd love to see. I mean, if we were booking this with WWE style, I mean, I would I would want to see Sabalenka versus Serena Williams in Wimbledon on a grass court. Just watch those servers go right at it. You know, I'd, we'd probably see uh, Kevin Anderson and John Isner in, in the front row taking notes there. I mean, that would be fantastic. So uh, I do not think she does, but if she does, I would say Wimbledon would be the one that I'd expect her to win. Yeah, that's, I think that probably serves serves her uh, her style of playing her game the best, but it's just such a premier event, and I know Serena builds her kind of whole year around some of these premier events, so it's going to be tough to beat her there, but I'm optimistic about her year, and I think she has a real chance. You know, Looking back at 2018, four finals for Irina Sabalanka, um, you know, despite what we just said about her clay game, she actually did make the final in Lugano, uh, where she lost a tough match to Elise Mertens, made the final in Eastbourne, um, lost a match 7-5, 7-6 to Caroline Wozniak, and I got to watch that match, and it was, um, I actually think, a really big growing moment for her. You could tell during the match, which as she continued to play Wozniacki, it really seemed to encourage her that that she had what it actually takes to be a, a player here and, and win some tournaments. Comes out in New Haven, uh, just a fantastic tournament there. Blew that tournament away when the, winning there in Wuhan, another good tournament to win for her. So I, I think pretty clearly the most improved player and, and someone that just really has everyone's excitement. So great question by D-Money and, and great job by the fans here. I think pretty clearly here the net worthy for most improved player for 2018 goes to Arena, the Amazonian warrior Sabalenka. All right. Let's dive into the next category here. We have Defensive Player of the Year. Um, kind of an interesting category. We try to think of the women who, you know, move their feet the most, the ones that, that play a lot like like a wall, if you will. Um, so we came up with four names, Alina Svitolina, Daria Kasatkina, Simona Halep, and Angelique Kerber. You know, three women that do a really, really great job of making sure that you have to beat them as a po- and, you know, really return every single thing you send back at them. So what are you thinking here, Spread? 
All right. Well, my vote was not popular with the fans. I voted for Angelique Kerber, basically off the strength of her Wimbledon win. I mean, if she was able to defend on Wimbledon, the you know the fastest court, highest pressure, highest stakes, and um, she was able to retrieve there and really you know just dominate on her service game, uh, return games. I mean, she was winning at a forty percent clip on return. Um, I chose Angelique Kerber. Uh, it looks like the chan- fans chose Simona Halep, and I have no problem with that pick at all. This was Simona's breakout year, and um, boy, if there's anyone you know you would count on to not to not make an unforced error, um, it's Simona. And this is one where I think that we got a uh, we had a little bit of problems with um, with not getting the. Um, not having five choices because I think Wozniacki would be also um, an acceptable choice here. So I think that uh, you know having only four choices there hurt us. I think Wozniacki definitely deserves consideration. Um, I have no problems with the fans choosing Simona, but I personally chose Angelique Kerber. This one was very tough, and like you said, you know, Twitter unfortunately allows us four options for the poll, so we have to go through a painstaking process of cutting down hundreds of dozens of names, you know, just to give you guys a little insight into how the, the podcast gets made here. You know, Spread and I spend weeks on weeks on end here with these lists going through, really trying to fine-tune them, bouncing them off, you know, the smartest uh, minds we can find on tennis Twitter and, and uh, you know unfortunately Caroline Wozniacki did not make the nominee cut because she would have been a great choice I actually voted for Alina Svitolina here uh, I thought she had a pretty solid year I thought that a lot of her tournament wins especially in the WTA finals specifically were just really gutty efforts and one which she did everything she could to make sure her opponent um, had any real trouble scoring points but um, I think my second choice was Simona Halep and, and you know the fans 50% of the vote here on Simona Halep, only 30% for Svitolina, only 11% for Angelique Kerber, and disappointed in the fans that we couldn't get a little more support for the Russian wall herself, Daria Kasatkina, but um, I I think I'm okay with Halep. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I think we're going to have to defer to the fans here since you and I are split, and uh, I'll be honest, of the four choices, I put Svitolina fourth, so I was surprised that you chose her. I think that Svitolina uses her all-court game, and I was surprised that I would, if you were to tell this award, I would have thought that Kasatkina would have got more um, votes than Svitolina just for just for this Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, I think she defends a little better. I think no, she, no that her, she can uh, frustrate opponents. I think that Svitolina defends until she gets the opportunity and then she switches to offense immediately. Whereas um, I think the other three women on the, our list are much more keen to just go ahead and keep retrieving and uh, kind of keep the uh, pressure on the opponent. So, um, yeah, I think that since we are divided, I think that we'll go with the uh, the great fans of the Net Worth Awards and we'll give the Net Worthy to Simona Howard. I, I think you're right. The Net Worthy for Defensive Player of the Year will go along with the, uh, the votes from the hundreds of maybe even thousands of, of you who voted in uh, for Simona Howard. Let's jump ahead to the next award, Sixth Woman of the Year. Um, you know, again, as I mentioned, we tried to fashion these after the NBA awards, and, you know, there is no team, there is no no bench, really. So, you know, how do you come up with the Sixth Woman of the Year? The idea here was, you know, every single week we have a couple tournaments in the WTA. We have what usually ends up being a premier event, whether it be a Masters or a 500 or a 250 that um, has a little more cachet. And, and then you kind of have a, a secondary tournament where it maybe is a 125 or a smaller 250. And in those tournaments, you, you see a lot of the same women. And we wanted to just give a little clout to four of, of the ladies that we thought did the best in, in some of those non-premier events. So we came up with Tamea Babosh, 
Luxica Kumkum, Lesia Sarenko, and Pauline Parmentier. And the fan vote here, a little close. We had 45%, so less than a majority for Lesia Sarenko, but the plurality for her. And Lesia Kumkum with 29%, the other two coming in, uh, Pauline Parmentier at 16%, and Timea Babos at 10%. So what were you thinking here, Spread? All right. Well, this was a tough one since we did kind of just make it up. Um, I myself voted for Parmi NTA. I thought that she did well on some of these smaller tournaments, and uh, she was always a force to be reckoned with. But, you know, you, in the bigger tournaments, you didn't really um, think about her, um, you know, making a splash or anything. Like, I didn't put her in the semifinals of any Masters 1000s or anything. Um, so I voted Parmi NTA. Uh, she was not very popular, getting only 16% of the, vo- uh, the votes. Um, who did you have? I actually voted for uh, Lasika Kumkum. Um, now I, I'm a, a little t- um, probably tainted at this point because she's coming off a big final win in Taipei this morning, but does not technically count as it was a win after we had the nominations. But even even without that win in Taipei, three wins for her this year: one in Mumbai, one in uh, 125 in uh, Kashiwa, and another uh, 125 in Kofu. Um, now, Kumkum is a very talented player, but is really someone that, that I was thinking of um, as a great nominee when we came up with this concept of six women of the year. Does not play in a lot of big events, frankly, but a name that you constantly see in some of those secondary events and someone who does really, really well. Um, now, at the same time, we had the fans choose Lesia Sorenko. A really, really good year for her. Um, just pulling up some of her results here. Um, you know, won the final on Acapulco, beating Stephanie Vogel there. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think the fans maybe got this one wrong. Spread. I don't know. I, yeah, it's going to be tough though because now we have uh, three. Di- <laughs> we have three different votes because I have Parmi NTA, you have Come Come, and the fans chose Sorenko. Um, it's going to be really tough for us to go ahead and decide how we're doing this is it the 45 percent enough was that enough for serenko uh, i guess so what do you think should we be nice and give give this one to the fans yeah i think that uh, the tie should go to the fans because um first of all we appreciate everyone listening to Networth pod we appreciate everyone um you know uh participating in this it makes it a lot more fun for us and um you know if you and i are split you know, I say we got to go with them. You know, it is a, that will be the majority. Then you're just the much nicer guy, spread. You just you really like the fans. You're, just, <laughs> you're out there sucking up to them, people. Don't don't forget this. At the end of the day, spread's the one really looking out for you. So, with that in mind, let's see, Sorenko. Congratulations, you win the net worthy for 2018 right. for sixth woman of the year. Let's dive into our next category: we have coach of the year. Four really, really great coaches who spent a lot of time watching on the sidelines and listening carefully to their thoughts and advice. Peter McNamara, the coach of Kyung Wang. Philip DeHaas, the coach of Daria Kasatkina. Dimitria Cernov, the coach of Arena Sabalanka. And Sasha Bajin, the coach of Naomi Osaka. Um, another tight result here. Uh, we saw Sabalanka's coach, Dmitry Cernov, get 38% of the votes with Sasha B- uh, Bajin real close at 33%. Who'd you vote for, Spread? I voted for Peter McNamara, and maybe it's just because I'm jealous of those uh, Fila tracksuits that he wears out there. I thought he, he looks sharp when he's going out there. I really enjoy the coaching that he gives on the sideline. Uh, I think I like that how he's positive, and he's also very specific. Um, and maybe we're just uh, a little jaded. You know, the last thing you see sticks in your mind the most, recency bias. But um, I voted for Peter McNamara here. 
I did too. And unfortunately, he only got 12% of the vote spread. So um, <laughs> 88% of people who <laughs> voted disagree with us. And um, I think those 88% of people are wrong. I, I think he's pretty clearly the coach here. <laughs> you know, when you look at some of the performances in the years that some of these women have, and you think about uh, Kyung Wang, what she was able to do, and, um, you know, the, the all-around game she was able to play, being really smart and maximizing kind of her talent. Um, you know, Daria Kasakina's coach, Phil Tahas, had probably some of the best moments, really. Some of those speeches from the uh, later in the year Moscow tournament on, on hard, right. hard courts. Was and let's talk about Tahas real quick, though. Other than the speeches, though, what did he really do? I mean, did she really look that much better at the end of the year than she did at the beginning of the year? I mean, I didn't really see her, him develop a lot with her. I, I heard a lot of great speeches, and I saw a lot of ability, at times where he, uh, you know, his motivational abilities were allowed him to turn around the match. So, you know, when you're going for the in-play coaching. But as far as developing her as a player, uh, I, I didn't really see a lot of improvement from, from Kasekina this year. Um, so that was my main my main reason not thinking that Dihas had it. When you're actually looking for improvement as a player, now Tursunov was the one that we can't hear because they don't speak English on the uh, and we're not uh, worldly enough to know. You know, the, the <laughs> I'm not even sure what language they're speaking in. Um, but as far as actually improvements for his player, you know, from the beginning of the year, if you were to watch, you know, a match from January to now, Sabalenka is the most improved. So, uh, you know, that's almost how they do it in the other awards. It almost seems like the, uh, the, the coach of the year goes to the surprise player. I see why Sabalenka got it because if you actually go for the improvement, um, she's there. And I would say Osaka would be the second on actual improvements. I mean, um, boy, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year she was going to win a Grand Slam, I would not have believed you. I always thought that she was someone that, you know, was too mercurial. She. Uh, two up and down, not able to put seven matches together. And for her to win the way she did and the atmosphere she did, um, that was just fantastic. Um, you know, one oversight, you know, speaking of coaching, you know, coaching from the box, we left, we left off Serena's coach, um, you know, who probably had the most famous coaching moment of the year. I, yeah, um, I, but, but what did you think about these other coaches? Uh, you know, they were a lot of fun to watch. Like you said, unfortunately, the uh, folks at the WTA TV have not come up with a translator option for some of these coaches. I guess they still haven't figured out how to get actual WTA tournaments on WTA TV. So once, once they figure <laughs> that out, it would be really great if they could shift their focus to, I don't know, some sort of subtitles in uh, the language of your home country or, or something like that. Because because it is a lot of fun to watch these coaches. I know we're obviously watching to see the players play, but I love some of the timeouts in the smaller tournaments where you see the coaches come out and either give a really fantastic speech or giving out some really, truly sage advice. Um, you know, spread. We're really nice to the fans there on that last category, giving them Lesia Soranko. And I, I think actually we gave them another tiebreaker earlier on too, didn't we, for Halop? So, um, I think we're going the other way here. I think the fans got this wrong. I think they screwed it up. I think Peter McNamara should be the coach of the year. I mean, yeah, it's fantastic for Peter McNamara to win best dressed and coach of the year. What a great year for him. I'm sure he's going to be really excited. Well, congratulations to you, Peter McNamara. Not only the best coach, best dressed coach, but the 2018 recipient <laughs> for the net worthy for coach of the year. 
Um, you know, again, I, I'm sure, sir, that you're jumping up and down to try to calm down. Don't knock anything over. You know, Peter, I know you're a little bit of an older guy, so we don't want you to get hurt while you're, while you're <laughs> celebrating. So uh, congratulations and look forward to that trophy in the mail. Of course, uh, you know, we here at the Net Worth Pod, uh, with all the money we get from our advertisers here that, you know, you guys are listening to and supporting, I'm sure uh, we'll be spending out some lovely awards to these to these winners. And I look forward to hearing back from each and every one of them with excitement and, and joy for having received a net worthy. Uh, what do you think, Spread? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a big moment in any of these women's careers? I'm sure he's going to be pretty excited, and uh, hopefully he'll share some of the joy with um, with Mrs. Wang because she she really you know um, propelled him to this title with her great play. I, I totally agree, and with that, we'll jump into the final award. The big award, the one that everyone is truly coming out there and playing for week in and week out. These women are trying their hardest, not just to win, not to just to get a grand slam, not to make the WTA finals, but for this moment and the opportunity to win the 2018 net worthy for MVP, the most valuable player, the most valuable woman, the absolute best of the best, the cream of the crop. And we had four nominees here spread. We had Naomi Osaka to look through her year a little bit. The winner of the 2018 U.S. Open in a what was an absolutely fantastic match and a great tournament for her. Also won the tournament in Indian Wells earlier in the year in March and made the final in Tokyo. Our second nominee, Caroline Wozniacki, three turn, three wins for her. Her first Grand Slam at the Australian Open, a win on the grass in Eastbourne and the hard courts in Beijing. And a second place actually much earlier in the year in Auckland. Our third nominee, Simona Halep, won her first Grand Slam in Roland Garros, as well as a hardcore tournament in Montreal and a hardcore tournament to start the year in Shenzhen. A couple other final appearances for her as well. Lost the Australian Open final to Caroline Wozniacki, lost the final in Rome to Alina Svitolina, and the final in Cincinnati. So of all of our nominees, the most finals here with six going through winning three. And finally, Angelique Kerber, the winner of Wimbledon, as well as the hardcore tournament in City to start the year. So taking a look at the fan vote here, a, a pretty clear winner from the fans' perspective. Naomi Osaka was 45%, but as we talked about before, uh, another case where I'm not sure that you or I agree with the fans here. What do you think, Spread? Nope, I gave it to Simona Halep. She was the year in number one, and, and this was the year of Simona. Um, she got the monkey off her back. She was able to win the Grand Slam title in the French Open in a fantastic match against Sloane Stevens. And if I remember right, uh, you and I and, and all of our um, associates were all thinking that that was Stevens' title to win, and we really didn't think that Sloane had the... Uh, the mental fortitude and not only did she win she won a tight match that required t mental toughness um just a fantastic year from her overall um you know it's rough to see her you know be injured at the end of the year and hopefully she's able to come back 100 percent because um i mean really just a fantastic year for simona um you know, if for her to win that slam, that was the major criticism against her for this whole career. And um, I know that Wozniacki won hers first one too, and that's why you know you have to give her consideration because she also had the same deal where she was slamless, and now she's not. But um, due to the fact that Simona was more consistent and was able to uh, 
finish the year as a year-end number one. Uh, she's the clear MVP to me. I totally agree here. Um, as you look at her year, you know, sitting down and reading those finals again, really impressive. The match in Roland Garros, losing the first set 3-6 to Sloan Stevens, and then coming back to win 3-6, 6-4-6-1. Gives it the breadstick in the third set there. Really, really impressive. A fantastic year. I know she kind of puttered out and had some back issues at the end of the year. It was, uh, you know, actually a lot of profitability betting against her those last couple months. But I think, you know, despite that, that tough end to the year, she has to be the MVP this year. Um, you know, makes two Grand Slam finals, wins one, um, another, another th- four finals there, winning two of those four. Just a really, really great year. And, you know, I know the fans really like Naomi Osaka. I think a lot of that is a little bit of recency bias. Um, you know, has the strong, maybe stronger end of the year. But when you look at the year in total, um, and the fans were close here, 35%. Simona Halep was the second choice. So I, 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 what do you think, Spread? Are we giving Simona Halep the MVP award? Yeah, I'd like to go ahead and quote um, Tennis Better at Better Tennis who uh, wrote to the pod and said, Osaka is the worst player on the list. I mean, that's a pretty good list, so remember, worst is certainly relative. But come on, Kerber won more matches than Osaka this season and has matched Osaka with two titles. And Kerber owns her 4-1 to one head-to-head. And it wasn't even a good year for Kerber. And I'm going to go have to uh, agree with Tennis Better here that um, you know even though Osaka got the, the vote, we're going to chalk that up to the fans' recency bias. And I think the net worthy award will go... 2018 MVP, Simona Halep. Absolutely fantastic. A round of applause for Simona Halep for her excellent year. And thanks to all the fans for voting. Uh, this was actually a lot of fun. We look forward to doing these next year. And I know that you know some of you guys think I'm joking, but um, going to a trophy store, I think probably next week, well, I should be doing some work and, and no one's in the office for the Thanksgiving week. So uh, for anybody at work who's actually recognize my voice and know who this is. Try not to tell anybody else, but um, I'll head out to the trophy store spread, see what we can find, and, um, you know, it's the internet, right? It's got to be some these addresses are out here somewhere. Worst case, maybe Bo can help us. Yeah, and I'm thinking uh, we know enough people that go to these tournaments. Maybe we can um, uh, enlist some people to go ahead and try and give them the, their awards uh, once we go to the swing of uh, the American Swing, which will start here pretty soon. So, um, boy, a trip to Indian Wells. I mean, boy, I might have to write it off as I need to deliver these awards. That's so, true. It's um, a business <laughs> expense now, Spread. You know, we'll write that yeah, off to the, to the Net Worth LLC. <laughs> definitely. Well, thanks to the fans and everybody who voted. Um, you know, we mentioned a couple comments and a couple questions that we got there. Um, you know, really enjoyed everybody's interaction throughout the year. You know, again, you can always reach out to us at Spread Astaire, at underscore noops on Twitter. We love hearing from you guys and the podcast itself at Net Worth Pod. Um, I think this puts a nice wrap on the 2018 year for us. You know, we will have a couple other podcasts here before we get to some of the tournaments in Australia at the beginning of the year. Um, we do have a treat for you next week i don't want to exactly say what's going to happen but we have one of uh, tennis twitter's premier trolls coming to join us talk a little bit about a recent retirement that has him a little down on his luck not feeling so great um, get his thoughts on 2018 and what he's looking for in 2019 so you know spread without blowing the surprise are you, are you excited for the for the up for our upcoming guest I mean, I'm Bart Scott. I can't wait right now. I mean, this is going to be fantastic. We just had a great award podcast. Um, you know, it feels good to know that we've brought joy um, to these women's and men's lives by being able to bestow these awards upon them and then to be able to bestow the fans um, the wisdom that they'll be getting um, with this midweek pod that we'll be dropping. I mean, it's just uh, 
you know, it seems like it's the off season, but it's definitely the on season for the Net Worth Podcast. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great conversation. I think we'll get some great co- uh, commentary and some great content from our guest. Um, we may have to go through spread and test your editing skills with um, possibly making sure that he doesn't say anything too crazy. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're not we're not here to edit or censor. So um, it should be a lot of fun. And I think it's something you guys will really, really enjoy. So thanks, everybody, for all your support this year. And um, we're looking forward to another great season in 2019 and lots of great content in between. So um, with that. With and that, I haven't been doing too much. Yeah, as I say, this for the, my little sign off, I'll just go ahead and say I have not been wagering too much women's tennis. Um, but I have been tailing. Um, the noops and it's been uh, it's been a profitable venture so hopefully you guys are following noops on twitter um, he's using some of his math to dig deep into these 125ks and these challengers and uh, hopefully you're tailing noops and good luck in all your wagers have a great week everybody